We are In Bed With Books. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm Melissa. And I'm Bethany. If you'd like to find us outside of wherever you're listening from, then you can find us on our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, on Instagram at inbedwithbookspod, and find us on YouTube for video versions of the podcast and bonus episodes. So let's jump right in. How, how are you doing? I mean, we're recording this the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So yes. how are you doing? I'm doing good. I just sent Milo a grocery list because he, he gets off work and um, there's a QFC. There's a store right next to him. Oh, so yeah. he's like, okay, time to go into my other job of shopping for groceries. <laughs> so I sent him a list of stuff because tomorrow we're going to my family and I'm making like a dessert tonight and then um, a souffle tomorrow. And then the next day we're going to his sister's and, and we're cooking everything, which I'm excited about because I love cooking Thanksgiving. But yeah. when we do, when we celebrate it with my family, they like to cook it. So that's like nice to like be the one that's like, I'll cook it all. Like <laughs> be the domestic queen yes. that you are. Yeah. <laughs> Once a year. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, because the other 364 nights a year, Milo either cooks for you or you order in. So, yeah. mm-hmm. or I, or I boil noodles and butter. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Butter noodles are still like, it's, a it's a legit, yeah. it's a legit meal. Yeah. And it anyone is, who says otherwise can go. Anyone who says otherwise has clearly never been like poor before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it was that. And then just like a bowl of rice and beans. If my mom had like Mexican rice on hand. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. when we were on the struggle bus. Those were the, yeah. Um, I too enjoy cooking. I think it makes a difference that we don't cook normally. Well, I definitely cook more than you do, but like generally yeah. speaking, I don't like make like intense meals. Like I, I like the, I guess like the ritual aspect of just kind of like me and Taylin will sit down together. We plan it because we've got a small kitchen, but like like the process that all of these foods take, it's actually, there's something quite comforting to it. Yes. I agree because I, okay. To be fair, I do cook. Um, it's just yeah. not as often. Um, but when, when we went to London, all I ate was stir fry and spaghetti. Mm-hmm. That's all I ever made. Everything yeah. else I like grabbed frozen or a, um, take out, but I ate that a lot. But then the pandemic, it just like, I wanted to make my own tiki masala. Like I wanted yeah. to like, well, I would, I had the, the flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, but the, like, I go ahead. Well, the, like in London and in, in, like the UK, maybe I should just say outside of the U S yeah. those kind of like refrigerated or like frozen dinner things were almost always better than they are here. It is. I, yeah. I went to Trader Joe's and got a frozen tiki masala and mm-hmm. it had like three pieces of chicken, like yep. little cubes. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is yeah, that's bullshit. That's like a snack. Because I would go now. That's now that's Trader Joe's, right? Yeah. I go to like the corner shop Sainsbury's, which is like their like everything store, yeah, and get like their little frozen like tiki masala bowl, and it's a meal. Yeah, yeah, it's a meal. Two fifty. Two fifty. I spent like six dollars on that thing. And I'm like, never again. Uh, it yeah. tasted okay, but I was like, well, that's the thing is like, it, it tastes fine. Yeah. But then you're still hungry afterwards. Like yeah. I should have gotten two. So that would have been yeah. like a full meal. And then I would have paid for 
uh, four or five times what it would. I, I could have gotten yeah. like a bibimbap like bowl yeah. for that much. That exactly. was fresh. Like, I could have ordered in. <laughs> I could have like yeah. DoorDash that bitch and yeah. like, gotten like a better meal. Um, I used to get this. Uh, actually, I think it was a tikka masala from Morrison's because there was that Morrison's around the corner from my dorms. Mm-hmm. And same where it's like now, I could make it, but it won't be that. And there's no point, like there's absolutely no point in me trying to just buy like a, a frozen version out here because I know it's not going to be as good. Yeah. I know in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So I do. So I understand kind of like, oh, like I made my zucchini pasta that I make, which is mm-hmm. not actual zucchini pasta. It's pasta with zucchini in it. And I like was like chopping up the vegetables and there's just something very like, yeah, you know, cathartic about that and yeah. you know when you don't do it very often you know milo milo does it every night but i'm like it was kind of nice no, i feel I that i understand that yeah i think it's nice too because like i try to do that at least like once a week where it's like i sit down like i have like a, a nice full meal mm-hmm. um but like doing it with people too that makes a big difference it's nice it's like a community thing yeah yeah for sure even if like i don't fully support the holiday anymore Oh, yeah. It's still nice to like no, get yeah. with I friends mean, and like have an excuse. I mean, I think just yeah, getting together with people. Yeah. And breaking bread or whatever, you know. Yes, breaking bread. That's a good drinking wine. We're gonna make, and by we I mean me, um, a spiced cider that I'm really excited for. Yeah, yes. I haven't made it in a few years. So that'll be good. Yes, that yes. is exciting. Uh fall. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know it's been getting really, really cold here and I'm nice and I'm like, oh, the leaves are gone (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, well, maybe there'll be leaves, you know, down south where I'm going. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I'm like next to the water. So maybe like the wind blows harder and I'm like hoping the leaves will be there Um, because because after reading this book, I'm just like, oh, I really want like red leaves. (laughs) That's about the time when we get red leaves, right? It's November. Like, yeah, uh, we had a warm day today, actually. I hate it. I hate it. I know. Yeah. It's so, it's so mean. It is. It is like, we had like a really nice, cool few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. and then just like random warm day, but it's also because we're supposed to get thunderstorms tomorrow, which could make Thanksgiving interesting because we could potentially lose power again. That could be really fun. Maybe not for the cooking part, like <laughs> fingers yeah. crossed after all the cooking's done. <laughs> yeah. Knock on Get wood. your turkey done. Yeah. We've got a ham. Well, we're doing the ham on the grill. Nice. Yeah. We did that last year. It came out pretty good. But the, all of the, like the very, like the sides, all of the different forms of potatoes we've got, like all can't, can't necessarily be done on an open fire. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like I could make shift something on the fire pit, but should I have to? No, no, I should <laughs> no. just have the electricity I'm paying for. Yeah. You guys get a lot of power outages. Yeah, we do. It sucks. Gotta love Texas. Yeah. okay so do you want to jump into it okay i think this is the first (laughs) time with one of like arm and child's books that you're actually possibly more excited than i am me yeah really oh yeah yeah. like i'm I'm no that's that's very true because i'm pretty excited yeah but i feel like i think i'm a bit more muted than you are right now i I, I mean, I just finished it 30 minutes ago yeah. and I mean, I had like, you know, 10 pages left Yeah, and I was just kind of, cause I wanted to like take my time with it. 
I, <laughs> Jennifer, <laughs> like Jen, she did it. My girl, she did, she it. did it. It was amazing. I'm like, my, I'm like, <laughs> you don't even know her. <laughs> Are you a little Twitter painted? I'm, I'm a little Twitter painted. <laughs> I'm, tre- I'm like trembling. I'm so excited. Um, she out, it was just great. I enjoyed every minute of it because, um, there was just so like, even in the beginning when she's like exploring the city and you're like getting to know like Ezra and, uh, Odetta and like Holland and all these people, it's like, that was still really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, even though the second half was even more exciting, like I was still like there. And so like, this is definitely like on my reread list. Like I would definitely like, because it yeah. was so fun. Like it was just yeah. really enjoyable. Um, I think with this one, we had the benefit of like, we already were relatively familiar with the world. Like it doesn't seem like much has changed in the last several hundred years between Sarah and Poppy. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that some of that is like the class warfare that happens, especially yeah. like around Poppy's time. But like, we didn't have to go through a lot of the the info dumping that you get with yes. fantasy because we were for the most part familiar with it. Yeah. And it was almost like, cause, cause that, that's kind of been a, like a I don't, critique of mine with like Armin Trout in the past mm-hmm. um, is like the conversations and us just kind of like having to hash it out all the time. Um, but this one, it, f- it didn't feel so it didn't feel like the council of Elrond, you know, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> where yeah, we have to yeah. go back on every, like there was a little bit of it, but she like broke yeah. it up really well. And I, and so, and of course there's always something go- else going on during those conversations, mm-hmm. which keeps it like, you know, interesting. And so, and it, I, you can tell that she's more comfortable that we, as like the readers know what's going on generally. Yes. Cause that was one of my, my things because I, I do agree, like, we do have a, a tendency with the uh, Blood and Ash series of, like, constantly rehashing things. Mm-hmm. And part of me felt like it was because she wanted to make sure that we were, like, kind of getting the point. Yeah. Um, or that she was, I don't want to, I don't want to impose any kind of, like, assumptions about how she was feeling. But, like, it just felt like she was unsure of how, or, like, she lacked confidence mm-hmm. in how well right. we were getting it. Um but total 180 with this with this book, a shadow yeah. number. I feel like um <laughs> now that we y- finally said the title. <laughs> yeah. A Shadow in the Ember by Jennifer L. Armitrout. Um <laughs> but I feel like in the past you had said this too, where like um oh shit, what would I, what was I gonna say? Um sorry. No, you're good. With and like, then I start thinking about it her uh info dumping with the fantasy stuff um it's okay we'll come back to it yeah it'll come up yeah um i do want to say though because i think you haven't read other books by her right no okay so because i have and kind of now and granted okay so she just she just recently had like the 10-year anniversary of becoming a published author Mm -hmm. and she's published something like 60 books in those 10 years, which is absurd. Like that is Mm -hmm. insane to think about. And then reading what is now her like latest publication, the growth 
there is yeah. just insane. Cause I had read one of the earlier books, which was the like obsidian series. Mm-hmm. Um, either Lux or obsidian. I can't remember which one's like the original, which one's the prequels, but the original ones. And they were still really good. Like, I won't say that they won't, they weren't good. They were good. They're like, yeah, they were sci, uh, yeah. Sci-fi kind of fantasy YA totally my jam in, in high school but the growth of her as an author from then to yeah. now is just insane. Yeah. I still highly recommend those books, but like, this has got to be some of her best work. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is you've talked about that before, how like authors get better. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about this one. I was like, okay, things are coming, like ho- it's coming home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would almost argue that that's also because this was her first like high fantasy stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so you can see her kind of like getting the feel for it in blood and ash. She Mm -hmm. like, she gets more confident and like they, they always say, if you want to like get better at things, you need to challenge yourself, right? You need to do things that you're not entirely comfortable with. And like, this is a prime example of why that's so important. Why sometimes stepping out of your own genre or stepping out of your own style sometimes is like imperative to your own growth because just I mean, the difference between that old book that I read and this one, insane, but also the difference between From Blood and Ash and this one, mm-hmm. also crazy. She's mm-hmm. so much better. And she wasn't even bad before. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. Where to start? <laughs> there. So I do actually, there's a couple of points that I want to start that I, I think we should start with. Uh, okay. I will present and then you can decide. We can talk about the prophecy at the very end. Okay. Or we can talk about, and this isn't an or, if you want to talk about something, literally anything else, you, we can. Um, or we can talk about kind of like Sarah versus Poppy. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I think we will get to that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's those are good. Um, I think the Sarah versus Poppy one is definitely bigger because they're yeah. obviously the main characters and it's going to come up a lot. So I don't want to push it too far into the conversation. Yeah. Um, Real quick, I wanted to ask you and I meant to like take time to like find it before hopping on. I don't know. This might be asking a lot. Um, Do you know if you marked the part where Ash talks about love? I wanted like, to reread it because that comes yeah. back and it I'm does. like, Oh, that's so interesting. It comes back at the very end when she's, when they're like, it, it's to do with love. And yeah. she's like, that's the worst possible thing you could say to us right now. But it is such a good point with like their relationship too. Yeah. Because she's like, Oh, of course he's never going to love me. Like that makes such a difference. Yeah. And like that conversation that, he had with her about that like makes a difference in how she thinks he sees her there's the like there's that conversation and there's also the fact that like her mom just like does not love her period yeah and like i'm not usually one to be kind of black and white about that i found it oh did you find it okay cool Um, yeah, exactly. I'm not usually one to be really black and white about that, but you could see that she was like, 
an un what's like a nice way of saying like negligent basically like she was a negligent mother for the most part um and mm-hmm. then when she was giving her attention she was shaping her into this killing machine or mm-hmm. she was telling her how she's just like wasting space mm-hmm. and how she like she knows that she planned this somehow because it was just meant to piss her off like all of that kind of bullshit but then in the scene like the midway when Tavius is abusing her when he's like whipping her in front of mm-hmm. them and uh Nyctos is well he shows up and he's killing him and her mom like begs for Tavius's life mm-hmm. and I have to agree with what his mom said or what he said to her mom which was just shut the fuck up yeah I know <laughs> like not the time or place and I even like how Ezra was like well <laughs> she just like she didn't like quite she was like she wasn't no he's, she, she wasn't he quite like oh I want to see it but she wasn't like she was like, I don't we, we don't need stop. him anymore. Just yeah. let me turn around. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I also, because we've talked before about how I actually quite enjoy the violence within Blood and Ash. Something about, and actually it's not like something about, I, I know why, but like the scene, that scene when she stuffs the whip down Tavius's mm-hmm. throat was actually really satisfying. It was, um, it was jarring but in a in a satisfying way like i wasn't expecting it to get that intense that fast to get detailed either but i also think that it alludes that there was probably more going on yeah and her and his past and i think that is another oh gosh there's just so many ways in which like i like you said we're probably going to compare this not only poppy to um sarah but like the like the books and like the writing i think um because you know poppy like went through abuse Mm -hmm. and stuff but we went through it kind of with her yeah a little bit and this the violence and the the revenge in which the vengeance in which she put on tavius like told Mm us yeah like what she had gone through i think yeah um, without having to spell it out. And I think that that's like a really mature way of like you can coming to that, you know? No, I, f- I fully agree. You can kind of see it almost in the prologue because mm. she's like getting ready. It's that, that first time when she's being presented to Nick Dose and kind of like one by one family members come in to say goodbye or to like mm-hmm. give her words of wisdom or whatever it is. And he like stalks around her like a, like a, like a lion or like a tiger, or like a predator, mm-hmm. like yeah. watching her. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the point where I don't even know if I would need to find out or if I, like, yeah. if I were to find out, I don't even know if I'd need him to have physically touched her at some point, Yeah, but to have existed in a house where like he is presented as the, the next in line. So like with ultimate power, when it comes to the kids, and he's got this kind of predatory behavior for most of his life for most of her life around him mm-hmm. like that is enough yeah and i think having the having read blood and ash like mm-hmm. we already know how dark she can get yeah like it's he's not just being yeah it's not a face this is like probably yeah. darker than it yeah 
Agreed. Agreed. Um, I did also like, I guess we're kind of just focusing on this scene. It's a turning point in the book. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) The fact that the servant girl was the one who spoke up and said, Mm -hmm. and like called those guys out Mm -hmm. because you can see from when we first meet her and she's like praying under her breath Mm -hmm. to her, like getting conned into conning Sarah into getting trapped in that room. Mm -hmm. And then you can like, that's the only point when they meet. So that's the point when this, that servant girl decided I actually like Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. She chose teams. (laughs) Yes. When presented with the opportunity, she Mm -hmm. saw like, a moment to defend Sarah. She's like, Sarah is not the kind of person that they've led me to believe she is. Yeah. And then I, I'm sure seeing that act of violence out of Tavius made it very easy for her to decide yeah. what kind of person she'd prefer to support. Which takes a yeah. lot from from people like well, from, and when, from serving people. Yes. And when Nictus arrives on the scene, it's kind of like easier too yeah because she has power behind her yeah um otherwise you know he's the future king exactly well, what's yeah. he gonna do to her family you know yeah i i think i just loved that for the most part the people in the room stayed silent and it was her who like spoke directly yes. to this god yes yes yeah no i love that and she didn't yeah she sounded very like uh confident and yeah like, she didn't sound afraid yeah no um I love when <laughs> we hopped on the other day and you were like, what part are you on? And I'm like, well, he's torturing her. And you're like, what part? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, it's a long scene. You, well, you were like excited. Like, yeah. what part? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and the then time, I wanted to make sure Nick just hadn't showed up when like, I want to see where you were with that. Cause I didn't want to like <laughs> reveal that to you. And then later I found out what, what uh um, yeah. other times so i just thought that was funny yeah <laughs> i but you did you pretty much stopped right before he showed up i know you? and so yeah. when you were like yeah tavius is there i was like is she gonna, are you gonna say anything about the other person who's there i don't is she there yet i don't think so she just stopped at like the climax of the yeah. movie <laughs> just paused it as like Voldemort reborn. Yeah. <laughs> right before Aragorn says for Frodo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what you said. Um, uh, okay. So I guess we can get a little bit into like Poppy versus Sarah then. We're kind of okay. yeah. branching yeah, yeah. that way. Um, I do. I have, I have a hard time with this because Sarah was given like a better place to grow up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, not the castle itself, but the government, like, the institutions in which she's existing are not quite as corrupted as yes. Poppy's existing in. And I think that makes a huge difference in their growth. Yes. Yeah, I I agree because Poppy, Poppy's um, court, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. is very... Um, is very much hiding something mm-hmm. and she is just kind of this pawn. And so yeah. they keep a really tight leash on her and they instill her with like a lot of fear from the get, from the beginning. Yeah. Um, like even Victor is like fear and afraid. Confusion. Yeah. Like even yeah. Victor is afraid of her leaving yeah. with him to like go heal people 
or to go take their pain away. Um, that, you know, everyone she knows is afraid. So she's going to be even more afraid. Um, Sarah, it's a lot more like they are openly giving her the tools to defend herself and fight because of like this purpose that she has. Yeah. Um, and also to like woo, right. To like seduce. And so like, so there's not as much of the sexual, like, um, suppression. Yes. I, I like that you like kind of were emphasizing like the hiddenness because for Poppy, it's that she, you're, you're like, like you said, she's this pawn as part of a secret that we don't know of. Whereas mm-hmm. Sarah is the secret. Yes. Holland has this line where he says, you're, you're not the bait, you're the trap. Yes. I love that line. Um, but that really, that like, that really sums up kind of, I think the core difference between their experiences, because Sarah from the get-go knew what that purpose was, what the purpose of the secret was. Mm-hmm. Poppy's just kind of like, they just kind of like bureaucratically avoid ever answering her questions. Yeah. Which I'm sure is frustrating. Yeah. Quick, um, quickly. Yes. I I noticed too, and I don't know if this is just a flesh and fire, blood and ash thing, mm-hmm. but there's definitely the similarities in that you're constantly learning something yeah. new that's never happened before. Yes. And everyone's like puzzling it together. Is this an Armantrout thing or is this like a, I think, I think it is a little bit of an Armantrout thing, but I think there's this kind of, and this goes to the, to the um, prophecy. I think there's this element almost of like Poppy and Castile, like, like history repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there is a line when the, they, when we learn the prophecy from none other than Poppy's namesake, the goddess Penelope, <laughs> that I think it's Holland says something about like prophecies can have actually a lot of different meanings. Like a single line yes. can mean many different things. And so they, we hear the prophecy. And of course, having read the first three in the Blood and Ash series, we're putting all those connections together, right? Yes. But then the same lines get put together in the book. So like Holland and Nyctos and and Sarah are putting together like, oh, well, this is us. This is us. Here's us. And so I think there is definitely like, you've kind of got these like parallel situations where there is, there's very much like the same events happening. Yeah. They're experiencing very similar things. Yeah. Like, um, Blood and Ash, you're learning that she's she's been a god the whole yes. time. Spoilers if you haven't yes. read those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this one you're learning. No, she's just immortal. And there's yeah. like a really interesting story about how she gets like she's just to become um, the primal of life. Evidently, yeah, she's just like, immortal who's been like stuffed with godly power. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm. I literally was like a shadow in the ember. <laughs> like, like, who's the shadow <laughs> um, going I, into the ember? <laughs> so, I'm sorry. My head was definitely in the gutter for about 24 <laughs> hours. 
and I well, can't get out. It has to be. They're sexy. Okay, no, we can't get to that yet. We gotta. We will. Yeah, we will, we will get to that. But if we do that, now, <laughs> don't stop. Yeah. Um, it's interesting as like having read the other three now because we left Crown of Gilded Bones with so many questions. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they're like doing the research, they're trying to figure out what's going on too. Mm-hmm. And this one like answered so many of them. So like now we have the full prophecy. Yep. Now we understand like like Poppy and Nyctos. That is, or sorry, Sarah and Nyctos. That is Poppy's grandparents. Mm-hmm. There's a line that Sarah says something about if she were to like ever have kids and she found out somebody hurt them it's when she sees the gods killing that baby mm-hmm. um then she would skin them alive and now like i i hope beyond all hope that she is the primal of life still incarnate yeah and that we get to see her like enact revenge on isbeth because isbeth has been keeping her son hostage because that's what the the mountain cat or the cave cat or whatever it was that was in the cage. That's Poppy's dad. Mm-hmm. We found out at the very end. Yeah. He's just been like tortured to the point where he can't turn back into a human. Yeah. And he's in like a cage made of like primals or God's bones or something. Yeah. Which they explained in this as well. Yep. In the forest. I think that's one thing that I like about Nick Dose better than Castile is that like Castile is so worried about protecting Poppy because, and like, I get it because she's been so sheltered. If you give her too much at once, we've seen what she does. She really does not respond well. But Nyctos is very much about like giving Sarah the information. Even when she's being a brat about it, he's like, you can't do this because of this. Yes. Like very A to B kind of like causation. He's very clear about things. Um, I'm thinking about when he was like, you can't leave the castle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, in the parallels too, between like when they're in that, um, uh, when Castile takes Poppy to that, I don't think it's in, it's just like the castle there oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and she's locked in the room. Right. Yeah. And then she's now into this like p- new palace and she's not locked in the room, but she feels like he's yeah. trying to give her space and Castile's just trying to like keep her cooped. Like it was yeah. interesting anyways. Castile. Well, cause I think there is like a bit of the fact that Nikdos is a primal. I think it was like one of the, one of his guards, one of the Royal guards was like, oh, he knows where you are at all times. He's, mm-hmm. he's very aware of where you are at all times. And so I do kind of get that then as well, because if she leaves, he'll know. Yeah. He's got the guard there anyway. Um, whereas Castile, even though like, <laughs> I think that was another thing that kind of, threw me off to is just until reading this book now it's kind of been like castile and then poppy like we're the most powerful people that you're yeah. experiencing but then like nikdos is like a whole new level yeah <laughs> yeah a whole like yeah and so like what i was about to say is basically like, castile's too weak yeah he does not worship know where she's at if she leaves that room which means he cannot protect her yeah but even then like when she uh, runs out into the forest, like, and it's like snowing. Yeah. And he like chases after her because he's like yeah. Atlantean and like way like stronger. Cause and she's faster. still, yeah. She's still going like through the calling and stuff. 
But like, yeah, and it's snowing. Like, what is she going to do? Like, and I feel like he knows that. But like, I think there is this also this like weird Castile emits kind of this need for control. Yeah. And not in like an abusive way. I mean, it kind of comes off as abusive, but like, I feel like we kind of understand why a little bit later. Yeah. Whereas Nyctos is just kind of like, we'll deal with it when it happens kind of thing. (laughs) It's, it's definitely as it comes, (laughs) this difference in personal power. Yeah. Like Nyctos is the primal of death. He doesn't need to lock the door. Yeah. He will find out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas Castile is still like, he doesn't, he, he has a really weird like relationship with power. Mm -hmm. And I do think that comes back to the way Isbeth abused him. Yes. Um, On top of the like grief he's been holding for his brother, refusing Mm -hmm. to take the throne kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, like I think she, she did a really good way of making it so that even though there are these very big differences, like you can't help but compare them. Yeah. It still doesn't really make one better than the other. Exactly. Yeah. Which I, which I like. Yeah. Because I love Castile. I know you do. Yeah. And so now I, I, I like that I can still enjoy Nyctos without it being kind of like in spite of Castile, you know? No. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're two, diff- they're two completely different people coming from yeah. two completely different places. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to react and do and be the same things. So I think they'd really like each other, though. Yeah. <laughs> Granddaddy Nyctos. Uh, yeah. Who was this? One of them, one of his guards even <laughs> called him Daddy Nyctos, not to his face. Yes. But yeah, which I, I loved that. I support, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. support that. I, I like I also like that the, she is she doesn't shy away from like little like dips of irony for us you know where she's just like oh daddy like we're like she knows what we're thinking like (laughs) because we know he's like the grandfather and yeah but it also we're gonna go there anyway so there were like a few moments where she does that i can't like i would just like kind of laugh to myself you know like no i know what you mean because there was definitely a few points where i was like that didn't feel quite what I would consider like time period. Yeah. If you could say that, but also like, I appreciated it. Yeah. the Yeah. I have mixed feelings on how they came together because he knew who she was. Oh, cause he was watching her. Or... Yeah. Because we find out later, like, like we knew that Ash was going to be Nick dose. Yeah. She wouldn't, yeah. Like aggressively yeah. push this romance to us and it not be Nick dose. But then finding out later that, like, he knew it was her the entire time they were having these interactions was kind of, like, I wasn't, I don't know how much of a fan I was of that. Like, I wouldn't say I hated it. Yeah. Well, like, I, I can't remember exactly what the explanation was for why he was, like, rooting around (laughs) and, like, keeping up with her. But I could imagine that it would he has a better, like you said, understanding of like personal power. And so he wanted her to choose. Yeah. And so I think he wanted the chance to like, see if yeah she would choose him. And then you kind of get that from like all of his um, house staff and stuff. Yeah. 
is that like he's never felt like he's never been like this comfortable with someone and so he also didn't even choose his house staff yeah they all like they chose oh which quick tangent the fact that i i double checked this because i've read all the books and like now so i didn't have to risk spoilers but like we're meeting the gods that become the primals that are sleeping so like Aos, the one who's like got her all her clothes and has been helping yeah. her like get her baths set up she's and everything. Cool. She's the goddess of love. The one who's like sleeping on the mountain that Poppy saw when she almost jumped off a cliff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I couldn't remember her name because I was like, I, oh, is I, that I supposed had, to be Sarah? To yeah. That's awesome. Okay, yes. cool. Um, and then because she Rain, has red hair as well, and she thinks yeah. maybe it's her mom. Rain. I think it's R-H-A-I-N. He's one of the royal guards. He becomes the god of, like, common man and endings. Oh. So we could just see now how, like, through this second series, how all of these gods are going to become. Okay. So, but what I was going to say originally, that's just, like, that's just, like, a fun yeah. thing that I'm excited for. Yeah. Is that Aos points out that, like, he didn't ask for any of the staff. All of them mm-hmm. just go because if they didn't, like, it would be in ruins, basically. Like, he wouldn't yeah. ever ask for help. Yeah. And so not just with like her, but with every single one of his relationships, he has needed to be be, like told that they want to be there. They want to help him. Yeah. And while, while we're on this subject, because I feel like it might, the love. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay. So it's when they're in the library and they're looking at his parents' portraits, which his mom has the silver eyes. Yeah. Which I was just, which I at the time thought was like, oh, that's where her silver comes from, poppies, right? Mm-hmm. But then I realized it's just ether and every god has it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought I was making a cool connection. I was really glad but, that she emphasized this is, so this is what I was going to say earlier that yeah. like having their embers of life does not mean she's related to them. Like, yeah i know she kept very clear they were like it is not that is not what's no (laughs) yeah it's like it's something that they can recognize but it's not um yeah it's not actual like yeah um but they i liked how when she was describing his mother's portrait Mm -hmm. it looked it sounded just like poppy yep it was like the round face and like the full lips and like the red hair that made me happy They've got a thing for redheaded women in that family. They do. Um, He says, love is an unnecessary and dangerous risk. She goes, I think love is beautiful. And he goes, I know that. My mother died because she loved my father, struck dead while I was in her womb. This is why I am called the blessed one. No one knows how I survived that kind of birth he said, and pressure clamped down on my chest. Love caused their deaths long before either had taken their final breaths, before my father even met my mother. Love is a beautiful weapon, often wielded as a means to control another. It shouldn't be a weakness, but that is what it becomes, and those most innocent always pay for it. I've never seen anything good come from love. And she goes, you came from love. And do you believe I am something good? You have no knowledge of the things I've done, the things that are done to others because of me. My father loved my mother more than anything in these realms, more than he should have. And still he could not keep her safe. 
this is why I have these conditions, these rules, as you like to call them. It's not about me attempting to exert authority over you or control you. It's about trying to do what my father failed at. It's about making sure you do not meet the same fate as my mother. So there's that like kind of contrast between Castile yeah. need for control and Nictus's like need for her to just understand that like yeah. these these rules are here not to I I do think there's this element as well of like I guess let me reword that. I do think that in a way, Nikdos takes it a little too far. He gets a little too detached in his attempt to not seem controlling. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it kind of feels like they're almost like him and Castillo are are kind of like at like different ends where they both kind of need to like figure out how to like teach each other and like meet in the middle. Because Nikdos could be a little bit more involved. Like that's part of the issue Mm -hmm. is that he thinks that if he keeps his distance and he's not technically controlling her, that like they won't fall in love that she won't come to harm like he sees himself as the problem and he tries to keep his distance Mm -hmm. whereas castile regardless of how he feels about himself is trying to protect at all costs Mm -hmm. so like in a way like nikdos i I think sees himself as like distancing himself as protection when in reality like She's immortal in Elysium. She could really benefit from your involvement sometimes. Yeah, it it is kind of interesting what kind of relationship he's hoping to have with her. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm like, what what is he? What's his plan? Yeah, because right now he's just he he's finger fucking her and yeah. like and like and giving her like, everything, and then peace. yeah, and peace then he's like for three days. He's like, but, but don't touch my dick. (laughs) Like that's, that's where, that's where love starts (laughs) evidently. Um, Because he, he also has a high regard for her as his consort. So it's like, so what, what does that look like? Like Lisa, like it's, you know, your queen, like, but but genuinely, what is, what does he anticipate this looking like then? Yeah. Um, We're just going to like be roommates (laughs) so you're just gonna finger fuck me and i'm just gonna be called your consort for you to do it yeah (laughs) i mean that's not a terrible deal but it's it's not a terrible deal but it's a it's a rather confusing one i almost think he's there's a i was getting um some strong parallels with hades Oh yeah, it felt obviously. Very, yeah, very, well, but there's the place that is called Hades, and it's got the city lace next to and it, and he's the like, primal of death. But yeah. he is so self-deprecating, and yeah. I think he's punishing himself. Oh god, yeah. And so that makes sense. But that I am hoping in the next book we understand, like why, like in that passage he says, "You don't know what I've done," and it's like we yeah. we kind of get. Uh, idea of what he does at the pillars and then deciding mm-hmm. who dies and what and what to do um well and then we also found out there's got to be i think there's more to that story sorry no it's fine i couldn't speak i said wrong <laughs> words um there was like a, a, a small interaction she had where we found out that uh collis collis his uncle had kept him mm-hmm. kidnapped for a while yeah yeah and that was why he wouldn't drink blood yeah 
So maybe we'll learn a little bit more about that. That was another situation where I was like definite parallel to Castile mm-hmm. who was kept yeah. host- hostage by Isbeth and then forced to do unimaginable things. Yes. Um, but yes, <laughs> I'm just also catching myself because the words, like the words that came out of my mouth were just like all jumbled. Yeah. I just word searched a full vomit. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. So hopefully we can, when we start talking about like their relationship and stuff, mm-hmm. full circle back to that, because God, there was just, this is one of my favorite like romance relationships yeah. because that's Ooh. like what I read it for. <laughs> This is, I think we talked about this. This is related mm-hmm. is the fact that it's the reverse of what's typical in romance yes. novels where she's the one with the experience and he's the one who's like, I've never debauched. Yeah. Literally, literally opposite of Poppy and Castile. Yeah. Well, and I think we even had this conversation recently and I don't remember if it was on an episode. So sorry if not. Um, Oh no, it was because it was when we were talking about um like the the Byron character where like he yes. he has to have a virginal woman, yes. but he can't actually touch her because then it'll desecrate, it'll debauch her. Right. Um and so that becomes like that became like a huge thing for romance novels, is like she's inexperienced yes. and he's been around the block. <laughs> um <laughs> did you like my man voice? I did. Thank it you. was booming. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't think that would ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> and here or we are. Be used to describe my voice. Um, but this like this very like it it flipped that script. She yeah. talks about going to the brothel to relieve yeah. her tensions. Yeah. And then as <laughs> I, I can't believe I get to say these words on this podcast. As they're getting it on, on at the the lakeside and she's fucking his hand. Like it wasn't finger fucking, like she was straight yeah. up fucking his hand. Um, he said something along the lines of like, I've never, you know, that's not been, we're not going to do that. I've never done that before. And mm-hmm. she respects that boundary, which is like, cool. Like consent is sexy. Consent is necessary. <laughs> but also like it was brand new. Like I, I think I spent maybe... Up until, I don't know if I actually fully believed it until they finally had sex. Believed what? That he was a virgin. Oh, yeah. 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 Me neither. Because he doesn't, he doesn't confirm that. She just makes that speculation. Based on what he says. Yes. And then he, then he's like, I've never done this before. And then I loved that she was like, I've never done this. I've never felt this before. Because yeah, yeah, he means I've never felt this before, as in like her vagina. Yeah, a, a vagina. Yeah, yeah, a vagina. And she says it, but she means like intimacy and vulnerability yes. and love. Yes. Yeah. It was so sweet. Yeah. Adorable. And then it got like really rough and sexy. Are Are we going? Are we going ahead first right now? Are you thinking about when he was just like biting her neck and not um, biting down? Yeah. Yeah, because that's what I'm thinking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's all I've been thinking about. Same. It was such, like, speaking of 
him just having power, like such a power move. So this is what's so this is why I don't know. There's a lot going on and (laughs) I could write a whole essay on what's going on here because there's a lot, which is so much. he, He is the kind of person that is, you know, very respectful of personal power Mm-hmm. And and keeping her informed, you know, asking along the way, not being experienced, and then all of a sudden having like this. So, okay. Okay. So this particular scene yeah. is right after he finds out that she is there to kill him. Yes. yes. And so... <laughs> It's definitely like it's definitely an anger fuck. It so definitely an anger fuck. And this is what a lot this is what a lot of like romance books are trying to achieve achieve, but they can't quite get there because there's a really this is a really sweet spot before he forgives her. Yep. And he still respects her as a person because she knew that he was never going to hurt her. Yeah. You know, and he knows that like the same as as Nectus, who mm-hmm. the the dragon, when they're about to walk into the room, because the the premise of the scene is that she has to help him feed because he's too injured. Yes, and Nectus looks at her and he's like, "Would you have done it?" And she yeah. can't say yes because she knows. I mean, we all know she wouldn't have done it. Yeah, she was yeah. trying. She was trying to find ways to convince herself, and at every angle, he turned out to be an amazing person. Mm-hmm. And Nick does knows too. He knows that she yes, never. Yes, he does know. Yeah. he does know. And and he's he just wants to punish her a little bit. I and know. I'm like, I I get it. I get it. Yeah. I'm so I mean, there for it. And there's and and she she like kind of deserves it. Yeah. So that's why this works. Yeah. So well, and, and she can take it. Yes, and she like fully consented. Yes. That's like a huge thing with these scenes. Like I, I love, I do love the occasion, like anger or hate fuck. This felt different too. Yes. Like, because it comes from the point where like, at first he's just feeding and they're just like, they're getting all hot and heavy. Right. She just strips and she's like, well, you said you were going to fuck me. Yeah. Like, and that just flips the switch. Yeah. Like at that point he realizes he's like got permission to do it. Yeah. And I think that made a, that made a huge difference as readers. Yes. And I think it's a, it was a hate fuck that was a little bit different because there was actual danger. Yeah. I felt like involved. Yes. She knew he would never hurt her, but I don't know. There was kind of a threat of like, not because he's evil, but there's like, because of his anger and the fact that he wanted her to like and she almost kind of wants to be like i don't know she she is pretty self-deprecating i would say she's similar to castile Mm -hmm. um and so i think that's one of the reasons that she also believes that he'd never love her because i don't think she believes that she deserves love she's like i would just settle for friendship with you Mm -hmm. um but there was like also the threat of the fact that he hadn't fed in a long time, a very long yes. time. And he literally says, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's why. Cause he, for, mm-hmm. for me at least, like that's where the threat came for me because yes. I was like, he is like showing a little bit of unease almost. Yeah. He's, he's a little unsure of his own 
I don't want to say abilities. Like it's not like he's woken up his with own superpowers. Pr- primitive. Well, yeah, his, his own like ability Impulsive. to hold back because she, oh, yeah. because she's immortal. Restraint. Yes, restraint. Thank you. Because she's mortal. If she was a god, it'd be different. But like, mm. because she would be able to like fight back oh, or no, actually yeah, hold, or like, hold her own. Hold her own. And, and if he hurt, like, if he were to like bite her a little too hard as a god, she wouldn't yeah. die. If he bites her a little too hard or like drags his teeth a little bit too much or like he grabs a little too hard yeah. on part of her body, she's like, it's broken. Yeah. And if he's not in control and he doesn't have the restraint that he usually has, <laughs> that's, I was like, is she going to like leave this with like a broken arm? Is he yeah. going to like accidentally break her neck at some point? Um, I love one of the stressful things for me. <laughs> yes. No, that was, that, that was a part of it. Yes. I forgot about that part because that, yes. that is an important thing was there was an actual, like with the feeding, the feeding element of danger. Um, but I felt like too, like, just like I said, there's that like sweet spot mm-hmm. where he's literally, he literally doesn't want to see her kind of yeah. like, you know, that he, you know, that he loves her, yeah. but he's, he's like heartbroken. Yeah. And this is exactly what he didn't want. Like based off of that, like, um, which just like definition of love. That he's capable of love. Yes. There's, there's still at that point where like, they haven't admitted it to each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. We still got, we have so far to go. (laughs) And it's like everyone, everyone else in the room is like, they're like, God, just look into each other's eyes for another five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I love how, remember when we were talking about from blood and ash, flesh and fire. And we're like, finally we get a boob bite. This was all in one scene. Immediate. (laughs) unraveled yes yes it was like we got we got almost all of it yeah like we started with like a little bit of making out and like (laughs) some like boob stuff through the shirt in blood and ash and then this one just goes like straight into hand fucking like (laughs) it's like immediate yeah we get like a little bit of like granted we get like a small kiss at first but that wasn't like i wouldn't even count that like the lake scene was it yeah but I, I also just really loved that one in her chambers when he actually finishes and is. Oh, yeah. That one was good because and he, he was like, never doubt that my my need for you is just talk. Yeah. And he stands up and it's just like. He's like, got to go take a shower. He's like, I gotta, I gotta but go I love I love that he's like. um, He's like, don't move. And then like. She like, just kind okay. of undid her. <laughs> yeah. And then and then he goes, that's it. Like, I'm like, that fucking undid me right there. But that's it. Because he also says that later, <laughs> like in life. She has, I can't remember which scene. So like it was a horse. In. Yes. I can't remember which scene it was in, but like he he says something, and then she's just like to herself, she's thinking, like, he's not a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, like, I was on the same page as her throughout the thing where it's like, is he? I don't think he is. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And then, like, he says that in bed and I'm like, oh, my God, he was. He was just really good. Yeah. Yeah. He just he knows how to ask somebody for their preferences. What a concept. Well, and he and she got she guided him a lot, even in the last scene when she got on top. She got on top 
and kind of took control and then he let and like guided his hands yeah that's it (laughs) i kind of in the same vein i like that the way so going back to the to the lake scene he he doesn't really fess up at first to not having experience really and so we know like from the kissing and stuff he almost certainly has experience with at least other things but i do like the line where he's like show me how you want me to touch you yes because that's sexy and he just in a very sly way asks for permission to like be guided without it being awkward Mm -hmm. which i love yeah because that's one of the hard things about like when you've got the the female main character who's a virgin who's like so awkward and she's never done this before and she's not sure what's happening and like what to do next is that it doesn't always feel sexy no yes i agree yeah like it it can sometimes if it's done well but, but you like, have to you have to get to a really sweet spot to like yeah that it's hard yeah like it's a like, hard thing to do if it's too awkward it's just not fun mm-hmm. and so that made it not awkward that made it just sexy it just made it yeah. hot yeah 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 okay so i had a bit of a thought earlier okay. on in the okay. book in yes. the first um there there seemed to be a general theme of animals yes and um animals didn't judge page 141 then later oh shit now i don't know the context of this quote it just says that's an insult to animals and now i don't know what page uh 275 oh um it was when ector i don't know they were talking about something he was expressing distaste as the primal returned his attention to those before him ector knelt beside me distaste filled his deep amber eyes animals he muttered and then that's an insult to animals came another voice and i looked up to see the god who had stood to the primals left so it's um ector and scion scion and they're just kind of you know their banter is really fun but i liked i can't remember what they're referring to i guess i could look a little bit more into it but oh no it was right after she put the the thing in tavius's mouth the, oh, whips, nice. the whip slipped from Tavius's hand, falling to the cracked marble tile. Okay, so this is before that. Sorry. Anyways, so Tavius is the animal. Yes. Right? But then that's an insult to animals, was the next voice. So I, I feel like there's... And then she's healing these animals earlier. Mm-hmm. And she has this conversation with herself about how she's not sure if she would do it to a human but she feels she a duty to do it to for animals Mm -hmm. right mostly because she doesn't want that kind of like pressure right to like do it for humans but um but animals are easy because because they don't they didn't judge so you didn't have to worry right and that's like a big conversation with that uh nictus has with her about how do you decide how to punish someone i think that plays a, a like that conversation is a big part of that too because like 
she could save somebody. Let's like, let's say she sees somebody dying on the street and she decides to save them because she's like, oh no, like all mm-hmm. life is sacred kind of thing. And then she saves them and it's like, he's a pedophile who's running a sex mm-hmm. dungeon. Yeah. Like the guy she killed. Like how she, she's just immortal. She, she doesn't yeah. have the kind of judgment. But that being said, she does get pretty free willing with the knife. Yeah. She'd like her body count at that point is like 14 people in three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that might be something we explore a little bit further. Definitely. Um, but I do think too, there's this kind of like, like ignoring the human element and just focusing on the animal importance here, like any potential evil that an animal might do is simply by nature. Yeah, it's instincts, yes. It's it's instinct. A lot of it is response to like stimuli, response to their own like like primal needs. Mm-hmm. Like the the wolf that she saved, there was a moment where she's worried that he's going to attack her. He's like he'll probably attack you if he's scared of you or if he's hungry. Mm-hmm. Both of which are just very like I don't want to say mundane, but they're very like basic by necessity. Yeah, they're they're by necessity. Yes, thank you. But again, like flipping that around for a second time is that she is existing and she recognizes this. she's existing in a kingdom where people families are committing suicide together because they don't see any other way out of it and so she is like mm-hmm. like we've mentioned before is that like poppy and her definitely live in different times mm-hmm. poppy lives in a bit more drastically uh financially split time but sarah very aggressively recognizes the faults she she like hands on she sees the the shit that these farmers are going through dealing with the Mm -hmm. rot and she sees the kind of like the stuff that goes down in those in that kind of like the um the poorer area of town the way that they cope the way that they've learned to deal with these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Like those kinds of evil don't breed themselves out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. They're as a result of this kind of context. Yes. And so I'd be interested to see if that, that compassion eventually extends to the people in a a grander way. It's, I felt like it was very like sympathetic to like the political. Yeah. Yeah which I, I liked. Um, she even said, like, they call them the working classes. <laughs> like <laughs> she yeah. even literally just said it like, yep. you know, like yep. Armin Trout's like very much like saying something through all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she, like, she definitely had it in blood and ash, but because Poppy, and I don't know, like, I don't know how much of it, like, I guess chicken into the egg. So like Poppy is blind to a lot of these things. And so mm-hmm. we don't know them. And so they kind of become this like hidden second layer that you have to parse out through some of her interactions. Yes. And then through her like understanding as her world crumbles and she learns like the kind of truth and then eventually the truth, truth. And then what eventually we will find out will be like the truth, truth, truth. Um, Yeah. And she learns this by like traveling, by like seeing Spessa's end and stuff. Whereas this one, you saw it through like it's it's going down. Like it's a very obvious part mm-hmm. of the story it's not something that kind of has to be like unraveled it's yeah. very in your face but like it's like like rather than like going 
horizontal like she's going like vertical like she's Mm -hmm. literally going down yeah into the city you know to like see yeah no for sure and so and I still didn't feel like we I wasn't going anywhere Mm -hmm. like you know I still felt the world was really big I felt like um it was all very vivid as well um agreed but um to continue kind of the animal it was making me think of um in in the soon upcoming episode on Wilsoncraft oh yeah where we where we talk about Rousseau but just kind of like my mind was kind of sitting there about how like nature is indifferent mm-hmm. by being human you have um you're granted like choice right yeah and the you know the wolf doesn't have a choice to be hungry or not to be hungry like mm-hmm. that's how his instinct functions um but humans are free to choose. And then you have this like really big, like um, theme about choice with Nyctos and stuff. But what I find interesting is that there's never like, you think the rot is this like natural disaster. Yes. It's not. It's It's actually based of nature. It's based off of like the, the God's realm. Like, yeah. So the gods have like a, have like a direct, Yes. Like um influence on nature itself, the land. Which it's like Colas attempting to subvert his own role mm-hmm. that has corrupted nature. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Damn. then and then Draken's choose. Mm-hmm. Which I think not is all, interesting. Like I liked that he like was like, not sentient. all dragons chose to become yes. dragons, but all of the ones that you see here chose to. Yeah. Become one. I yeah. really I really liked Nectus. I thought he was super I saw cool. this really good art. I'm gonna send it to you after this. Okay. Um it's one of the artists that we're following. And she like drew the scene where Nectus walks in holding Jadis. Mm, like the only time we yeah. see her as a human when he's like, She just wanted her blanket. Yeah. And so oh, she's just like this so little sweet. yes. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. I just also liked his role as well as being kind of this kind of kind of a Jasper, I would say, almost because he he has no, not in that way. (laughs) He won't die. I got really scared for a second because I did say like he's got this father energy. And anytime I say that, so I'm going to I know I know because we all know Holland's not going to die, but we'll get back to that. Yeah. Surprise. But uh no, Nectus felt very, um, he had these. He felt solid. He felt, yes, he felt incredibly solid. It felt like he knew her more than she knew herself. Yes. In kind of a good way. And there's, this is kind of what I like about it too, is that he is, and I mean, we don't really know that much about Draken's, like if they're, I mean, they are animalistic. I think that's that's fair to say but they're also sentient like they have there's this kind um, of this sense that like choice and legacy yeah dragons themselves were already fairly sentient so like Mm -hmm. that's true we're coming from like they've just been given a human form to occasionally right embody yeah and so you have this like balance of like like he can smell (laughs) i love that part where he's like i can smell uh what was it infection and yeah. she's like, that's kind of gross. But then he's like, he's like, you smell like death. 
And then Nectus was like, she's- oh, he's referring to me. And he's like, you also smell like and she and he's he's like, enough. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, because well, he's like, you smell like death. And she's like, that's rude. Yeah. And he's like, he he means me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then he's like, you also smell. He's like, that's it. That's done. I wish, I wish she would have let him finish. I know. I wanted. I know. Because um, um, we know like Nectar smells like lemons. He smells all citrusy and earthy. Like, yeah, we've heard it a million times. Nectos, yeah. No. Yeah. And uh, and so I like that there's like this balance of him being kind of this animalistic, um, non-judgmental. Yeah. And then having moments of judgment mm-hmm. that is very almost stoic and distant. Like I almost you feel like feel his age. him and Nyctos are very similar. Like it, it really remind it like made me feel like their bond was a bit more. Yeah. Of like the father son, which well, I basically liked. helped raise the kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Like with Nectus, you can feel his surety. Yeah. You know, like he's very confident in himself. Yeah. And not in a, not in an aggressive way at all. Like he's very just almost comforting, mm-hmm. confident. Well, and he, he kind of, he's always there in the intimate. Yeah. Like deliberations. Mm-hmm. Like when he, when she's like, oh, I have these headaches. Well, let's go get Nectus. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then there's like, um, and then when he like brings her to like for him to feed, like he's like kind of like the Kieran yeah. of Castile. Like, and it, it's kind of like this, um, like the nature aspect of like mm-hmm. being like that kind of support and like presence. Well, plus, if we're going to go a little bit deeper on that, like nature versus uh, civilization kind of uh, topic having Kieran and having Nectus do these things for their, their bonded Kings. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they're because they're the more animal side, they're the more like Mm -hmm. connected to nature. Technically, like it is the part of Castile and the part of Nyctos that is saying you need to listen to this urge. Yeah. Your human brain, your little, your dumb monkey brain may be saying not to you because you have to punish yourself for something, but you yeah. are suffering, which means you have to answer this, this thirst. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are like stepping in and saying that. Yeah. Because they can like recognize at a, at a better, I guess, intensity, how dire the situation is. Mm-hmm. I like that about them. Yeah. There, there was a really really strong sense of like community. I liked like having Aos there and like yeah. even, um, Davina. Yeah. Um, and the kids, you know, yeah, I love that. I love that we got R- to see them fly for the, yeah, we got yeah. to like, see him fly for the first time and like her taking care of Jadis. Cause we know they're going to have kids. They're going to have twins. Yeah. Um, which I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about in the future. Maybe yeah. she's already pregnant. Who's to say? Jadis? No, not Jadis. Uh, Nyctus and Sarah. I know. Yeah, like that, that's Malik and whatever his brother's name is. Yeah. The one in the cage. Yeah. That's their mom. But it the community felt 
it felt better in this one. And I think that's because like, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm less inclined to be suspicious of all of them. Mm-hmm. I am suspicious of Hector. Yeah. Because he killed the the guy who tried to kill uh, Sarah. Hamid, that's a really good point. I never thought about so that. So fast, like so fast. And he's just like, oops, I guess that's Shit. why I'm not king. Fuck, like, that's a good yeah. find. Because I was like, it oh yeah, like that was like easy. weird. But now that makes sense. That makes so much more sense. It felt like too easy of a thing just to be like, oh, well. What the, was her name? I can't remember her name now. Um, but like, it starts with an E. Yeah, her. Yeah, like, oh, well, she told him what happened and he Gemma. got scared. Gemma, yeah. Gemma told him that's, what happened. That's a really, and like, easy like, red herring. Yeah. 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 So I am I am definitely suspicious of Hector. But on the whole, I think like, I'm not suspicious of the people around him. Yeah. Like, I'm not suspicious of um, Eos, who's, like, for all intents and purposes, she's kind of been presented as this, like, threat to... Uh, Sarah's like power within the castle not that she would actively do anything but in terms of like her personal power within the castle her influence yes yeah her, like her influence within the castle and is yeah, kind you of can... this, this threat to her power but you don't feel threatened by it right no yeah I you can tell that she has um a certain kind of authority when she's like yeah. no we're gonna go down and see Gemma and then yeah. Belle just has to be like okay yeah. like and that's kind of where you know that she has like a bit of authority and yeah, definitely. I agree. I because really felt, even like, yeah. well, like I liked that interaction specifically too, because Belle's like, well, what about Nyctos? And Aos is like, what's he going to do? Like yeah. literally what's he going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> she's not scared at all. Yeah. 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 Sorry that I interrupted you. No, no, that's okay. Um, I just really le- like, there was like a moment in the book where I was like, I just want to read her book. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Like yes. I want to read her story. Like she sounds like badass. How old do you think she is? I, I, I was kind of imagining kind of like an older lady at first, but then I was like, what, why? Like, I don't think it ever said that. Like, I just kind I of was definitely like imagining like her younger. looking older than Nikdos, but definitely on the younger side. So I was thinking like early thirties, looking okay yeah so so like older than her thousand years old yeah 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 um older than her but not like not like odetta (laughs) like yeah no no no, not like odetta but like not like like, yeah on the older side of what some of them are described as yeah she seems like would would lead to that some of that authority that she holds Mm -hmm. yes that makes sense because she i mean we could find out later that she was kind of not treated well where she came right. from and so yeah. they they give her the respect that she deserves yeah as their elder as her being the yeah um i did also have i want to talk about um i noticed like so nictus and or ash well yes ash because he's ash at this point mm-hmm. i love that too like that just like really fast i'm he is no longer ash to me yeah like he no longer wants to be ash he to me and that's just the floor and he like, was like i'm nick dose bitch <laughs> yeah like i loved too, like because i'm like you know you like scan yeah. <laughs> to the future pages I, and all of a sudden you see nick dose and i'm like fuck what happens like <gasps> i have to like when it gets really intense i have to take like my bookmark 
and just like I have to cover so line by line. Otherwise, I will just like skim ahead oh, when I get yeah. too excited. Mm-hmm. I have to force myself not to. I yeah. just physically cover the words. Otherwise, I will read ahead. And yeah. I did it at that part because I have same. to re- I have to like reread it. Yeah, that's what I do. Like, I'll reread the page. There was that one fucking scene that I was just like, like <gasps> a fucking scene or like a really good scene. No, really good scene. Um, okay. <laughs> it was when he, of course, after he finds out. OK. And he goes, Ether pulse in Nikto's eyes. Is that shame I feel from you? He laughed the sound, nothing like the ones I'd heard from him before. Or are you that good of an actress? I think you are. His gaze swept over me, his lip lip curling. And I also think you forgot to list acting alongside making bad choices as one of your many talents. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, dude, no. He was pissed. And then she's like, I sucked in air that burned my throat. Like, I was just like, that is too far. Like, I, okay. I have done this with my like with like Milo before where I've taken something he's told me in like intimate confidence and like used it against him and it sucks. It's, you know, it's a very low blow. Yes. And then she does it back though. Doesn't she? I hope so. (laughs) I can't remember now. It made me so sad. (laughs) I was so scared for them. But I love that she's like, like, oh, my God. And now you feign hurt. Nick just shook his head as though his love curled. The disgust there bore down on me. That is beneath even you. My jaw unhinged. Stop reading my fucking emotions. I was just like, yeah, bitch. Like, well, she has she has another part. I I don't remember if it was that one or if it's when they're fighting like post or pre-sex or whatever, where she's like. If you can feel my emotions, you know that I'm genuinely feeling this. So I don't know why you're trying to pull that shit. Yeah. She's like, if you're going to feel my emotions, at least don't fucking tell me that I'm feeling what I'm not feeling. Which is also like, that's one of my biggest pet peeves when you're arguing with somebody and they're like trying to tell you how you feel or what you're really thinking. And you're like, don't even try to like assume that. And then yeah. the fact that like he can feel her emotions and mm-hmm. he's still trying to like change like, the change it like change that narrative like yeah. paint her into a worse person. Yeah. She's like, I already feel like shit. Like yeah. I know I fucked up. You but don't I, need to make this worse than it already is. Yeah. And I love that she's just like all of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. And then like later someone like Ector, someone says something and she's like, What did I say? Like I yeah. just there's so many moments in this book where she knows what she's talking like yeah she's got like a a surety she's not doing it out of if poppy like tries to like yell something home it's not as yeah sure because you know what's going in her head and she's always like questioning and stuff this is just more like no you know exactly like she knows she has the like this emotional intelligence Yes. Of like being able to know when when people are pulling shit like she's got a really good bullshit meter and it's written well to where like we're right there with her in the bullshit meter. And then when these people are just doing stuff, she's like, no, like and it just hits home so well. It's there's something so satisfying, too, about her, like calling them out on it, because Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're in those situations, you feel more like Poppy where it's like, I don't really like. I don't know enough right now to say otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's just silent a lot of the time, really. Yeah. And like the thing with Poppy, like it's it's one of those things where like again, it's not her fault, is like yeah. she's been so sheltered, she does not have the like yeah. experience with people generally to know or to understand mm-hmm. some of these things. Um Sarah's very sure of herself. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that for her. Yeah. Love that for her. And so sh- before the crackdown, right? Of like yeah him learning that she's there to like murder him yeah um there's a few moments like they kind of make a point where she says oh thank you and he goes you don't have to thank me for that um and you think oh like like that is like kind of the picture of like who he is as a person like whether or not he's in love with her or not like that's what he would say to someone yeah but after he learns about this betrayal he says thank you yeah and it's they have this look like it's it's a definite shift where they've had this setback and now they have to like say those words in order to like like she's breached his trust and also she then there's a point when she says thank you yeah right She's, and then he's because he takes it you know because you can tell and they can tell they just aren't ready they've still got feelings to work through like justifiably they've got feelings to work through both of them but like they both know that they want to figure out how to do it they want to figure out how to make it work yeah exactly and that's what i love about this is because they're yeah. at the end of the day they're still together they yes. still have like this connection and they still have feelings. And I feel like now, even though they've had a setback, now they just require those words again. Yeah. Like we, we just have to take a few steps back and like navigate these waters a little bit. Yeah. They, they hit a, a dead end and now they've yeah. got a reverse yeah. a little bit and then get back on yeah. the main road. It's pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause then there's when they're waiting in his office and he um I can't remember what exchange they had just had but like they're about to go leave to go see the fates and they are alone for a second finally Mm -hmm. and he just pulls her in for a kiss yes and then they pull away and he's like this changes nothing and then like just walks out it's like it doesn't though Nick does it changes everything no I know I so this is so I I read that a little bit differently Mm-hmm. like I kind of saw him as like this like more authoritative maybe because I wanted oh, no, I read it authoritative <laughs> okay. but like yeah only because it's Nick Dose but in reality like yeah. it, it is a very much like that kind of exchange you, right after then, then why like, are you doing it yeah exactly, exactly. why are you trying you, he wants the change yeah he wants it he wants it he does he yeah. really wants it yeah and then mm-hmm. I loved too at the la- in the last like conversations with like Penelope and like Holland, how mm-hmm. he's kind of like touching her. Like mm-hmm. that is a good thing to put in the last couple pages of the book for us to can, have hope. You can go out with hope. Exactly. Exactly. Knowing that like, okay, the yeah. next book, what the next book will. I love, so we find out that pretty much none of her lifelines went past mm-hmm. like the age of 20 except for this one that they're currently existing in, which has like the faintest lines, which imply that she's gone, she's about to go through the calling because of what he did. Biting her and then like sticking his bloody thumb in her mouth. 
Just let that sink Sip. in for a second. Just savor that. Yes. But they also, so Holland also says that it, like the only thing stronger than fate is love. And so it would have to be a primal who loves her to help her get through the culling. And both of them say, how could you do that to him? How could you do that to her? Mm -hmm. And I love that moment because for both of them, what they see immediately is that neither of them really thinks they're good enough for the other. Yeah. And that becomes like, that is the core issue more than like, Mm -hmm. because that is the trust that's been breached because you're both deserving of each other. (laughs) Yes. You just refuse to see it. And then he also has that line because they're like looking at the the threads Mm -hmm. and Holland's like making them guess. He's like, do you know what's stronger than fate? And he's like, no, what is it? Where do we find it? Where can we get it? such a dumb response i loved it i know i know he was definitely in his lower not lower but just he was in problem solving mode yeah he wasn't (laughs) he wasn't in cool suave mode at that point he wasn't quite in like i don't know like he wasn't in in brain mode like dose mode yeah 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 (laughs) and he also like like the conversation about love that you read earlier is he would never have viewed love as yes the solution yes so and that's what right we learn is that like really what is like what is everyone kind of has their own definition of love mm-hmm. um and what that looks like and what it means to them um, oh my gosh the big the big what i consider to be the bigger reveal which was that she is satoria yes yes yes, yes like the fact that she okay so this because her I name mean, kept coming up and you're like oh yeah like when holland was like you remind me of this person i was like that's a really fucking weird thing to say holland um <laughs> like genuinely like that wasn't one of my like yeah. oh interesting foreshadowing that was just like that was fucking weird um yeah. that's an, like one of those things again where looking back at tavius's scene where he's torturing her mm-hmm. we don't see what happened between them really we see what is like clearly predatory behavior between him and then an attack that was sexually driven but not sexually explicit Mm -hmm. but knowing that she is now like now knowing that she's like the reincarnation of this mortal who was like scared to death Mm -hmm. by the sexual advances of a god brings in this kind of like whole new layer to her relationship with autonomy and her relationship with like her body and her agency over herself and everything because she's basically just like the reincarnation of this woman who was given no choice and who Nyctos's father what was his name Athos who Athos like decided to protect because he recognized that her choice was taken from her like again and again and again Mm -hmm. so yeah I, I, I loved that twist even though like I am still a little bit like, okay, Holland knew that she was the way the conversation happened where he told her that she reminded him of her felt a little forced. Like you were, that was one of those times when he was definitely touting the line about what was involvement and what wasn't as a face. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nick just kept saying that. Yeah. He was like, oh, it sounds more like semantics than anything. It's yeah. like, it really, it literally was. Yeah. Um, it makes sense for her character for that to kind of be this unknown driving force for her Mm -hmm. because then it makes that whole 
the the scenes where she's where she feels locked up in the castle make more sense right right because colas had trapped her Mm -hmm. it didn't and correct me if i'm wrong it didn't feel like like it explained why holland was with her like why did he need to be there pretty much just came like he it wasn't like an assignment or anything it pretty much just came down to the fact that like he would have helped Athos more if he'd have known and so he was trying to help where he could right to like protect her yeah a little bit like protecting her and guiding her and like seeing like guiding her as much as possible without like obstructing the lines because he's Um, literally trains her yeah so I could see that maybe he was just like kind of side like protecting her teaching her how to protect herself because also she's at the literally the last paragraph talks about how like she is literally the source of life yeah and if she dies which is what Aos was even fucked. saying like Aos yeah. was like what if she's the only reason it's not worse yeah yeah um Aos yeah Aos so good mm, mm. Mm. she's like I don't know maybe it's stupid <laughs> Forget I said anything. I know, like she's like actually yeah. like really wise. <laughs> yep. Um, I think I think it's two parts, like one, protecting her, and then two, like keeping like a first first hand account of what's going on. Yes. That's because it's that's one a thing point. to kind of like hear it secondhand from whatever god yeah. you've decided to like charge with it, but like they were like, no, we need to have somebody inside. We need to have like one of us in there yeah monitoring the situation yeah because they can't really do anything against colas they need like this plan these people he's like i have put you together i can't tell you what happens next but please for the love of god just like do the thing do the one thing i can tell you fall in love yeah that is the only way this is gonna work out yeah i'm i'm really excited for the next one because I love like rocky relationship like drama. I just yeah. love it because it's so interesting and it makes the best everything. <laughs> I like <laughs> I I do kind of like that we're getting a similar situation to Poppy and Castile where it's like okay, well we kind of have to be together. Like mm-hmm. the the cave uh pool sex scene and mm-hmm. flesh and fire where He's like, where they're like, we're going to stop pretending. And then he stands up and he's like, well, that was fun. Back to hating each other, I guess. Yeah. Because neither of them will admit like how much they actually love each other. I do love like that thing where like they're both, I don't want to say lying. Well, I guess lying to themselves, lying to themselves about how much they want each other. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking back again to the scene where he's like basically on his knees and he's like, what do you want? Like that repeat of the notebook where he's like in the rain, he's like, what do you want? She's like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I love that shit. (laughs) What do you want? Like, I don't know. Yeah. She wants you. She wants you. We all know she wants you. Like for the love of God, just say it. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love the frustration. There's, there's nothing more tiring in a book when everyone's getting along. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah, you, you need can't. You conflict. need the tension. Yeah, and you need also like the proclamations of love. Yes, you need like the proving of oneself. Mm-hmm. You need the hate sex. 
you need like all of the complicated stuff yes. that comes with that and like the backstory of like why he feels this way and like what did his you know what is him being mm-hmm. trapped for so long due to him and all of this so I one thing I'm excited about and I think maybe this is where some of that conflict might come from and maybe it won't I don't know but like so far we're usually wrong yeah but it's fun to guess it is um she's the primal of life and he's the primal of death Mm -hmm. one she's 100% gonna like dethrone Colas, and that's gonna be the best retribution for her as Satoria to just well, yeah, but like, this is the man who oh, took yeah. that power to revoke like her, the afterlife she deserved. And now she does not get that afterlife. Mm-hmm. And now she gets to take that throne. Like, oh, yes, yes. But so she's going to be the primal of life and he's going to be the primal of death. And so I'm kind of hoping that does do a little, something a little tensiony not like between them like job wise but like <laughs> professionally <laughs> yeah not, not yeah. professionally but personally <laughs> um because like how do you as the primal of life engage with the primal of death mm-hmm. then like their worlds are different quite literally like he lives in in hades mm-hmm. and if she were to be the primal of life she would have to go to her place like that would reset the the natural mm-hmm. order. Yeah, so. that's interesting. Do they have to be in a certain location or is it just courts in the mortal realm? I think it's courts in Elysium as well. Okay. But there is this sense that like they have to keep it separate and maybe they don't. Maybe it's just the way that it's like they think about it now, in which case like it wouldn't be an issue. But like there is like a whole court of life around colas now like where mm-hmm. athos used to be unless it used to be the other way around maybe they haven't moved maybe technically she's where she's supposed to be maybe maybe that's why the, that was the first place that was that ruined by the rot mm-hmm. who's to say who's to, yeah it, it it hasn't really gone much into that yeah yet but I am interested because I, I hadn't really thought about like the animal and the kind of like the natural order kind of stuff before this conversation. But that's definitely something that's going to come up next mm-hmm. in the next book because. Yeah, because we still have to solve the rot. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the. The dying wood, the redwood. Yeah, the dying woods. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping they'd like weaponize those gods against the like something. Yeah, kind of like a kind of like a Nina situation where she just yes. like wills all the bones to like yes, kill the well like, mother. <laughs> somebody like gets chased over there and then like they open the door and it's like have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, I know like those um also the battle scene. Oh, that was good. Was really good. Like yeah. I like it was very vivid and like I was like there 100% yes. of the way the whole time which is very difficult to do. But I loved, God, I just loved like the imagery she had of like Nyctos mm-hmm. was like really impressive. And then also the um, battle between the Drakens. Yes. That was really can, intense. Like, and maybe it's because I've watched Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire too many times. But she describes like 
the ones that like latch on to the side of their eyes mm-hmm. and like the way that like their claws like break the stones and like pieces breaking off because yeah. they're like swinging their tails like you can see all of like that they're not head. yeah 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 exactly um and i and i i didn't have a hard time knowing where i was you know mm-hmm. and to like fair, even I mean, like, like she kept it simple because it was just yeah. all on the rise yeah which i think is but like a those, really what were those things called i don't remember they yeah me neither and creepy yeah because she was like up close you could actually see their face and i was like that's enough thank you (laughs) (laughs) all done (laughs) no more description needed yeah no it was a really good battle scene and you don't get to see her in action all that often Mm -hmm. because she just mostly goes out and like assassinates yeah but she's actually pretty good with stuff yeah another reason i think ector might not be good is because she saved him in battle and i don't know why that is but they mm. had that interaction during the battle. And I feel like that happens sometimes with her with Armin Trout. Like when she's well, and it makes sense that you would um you would invest in a character mm-hmm. for it to be taken away. Yep. For them to like break your heart. Mm-hmm. But so I far was, Well, I was gonna say I was really worried that Ezra was gonna die for that reason. Mm, I know. Uh I was glad that she didn't. I'm so worried about her because of her importance to Sarah, but like I was getting some serious Ansel vibes. God, serious don't Ansel say vibes. that. <laughs> every, every book, every book trope is going to be shadowed it's by just, Ansel. It's just going to be weird to know what that means. <laughs> I was completely traumatized by Ansel's death. Yes. Um, ruined for living on. <laughs> yeah. Me on um, my deathbed being like, oh, it's such an awesome moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think she did a really good, or like, again, Armin Trout did a really good job of like establishing Sarah's strength without doing it really in the same way that she did for Poppy. Because you mm-hmm. can see Poppy's strength in like her compassion and, and the way she fights for the people that she cares about and everything like sometimes literally when they're in the battlefield and so that's like a really good way to see those kinds of uh, mm-hmm. feelings that poppy has but sarah has like just this really strong sense of self yeah i really i really enjoyed her i I, I enjoy her yeah she's not going anywhere no she's not we're gonna have another book soon right it didn't even see that that was also sad as there wasn't like a coming in 2022 i think um i saw it in like i'm part of the jla facebook group Mm -hmm. um what i understand is going to be fall of next year oh okay that's not bad i really loved um the pacing of the book Mm -hmm. and how we actually really got to know well the city I feel like we got to know it really well like I'm really glad we spent half the book there Mm -hmm. um to like really instill what it is she was doing yeah because you could really see you can really see like just kind of getting dropped yeah into the palace and then like Armin Trout kind of having to like it reiterate to us all of the time why she's doing what she's doing because it doesn't make sense but i really liked that we got to know like the politics we got yeah. to know where she came from through tavius we got to know like ezra and like her gift like I, I just feel like the all of the scenes and the pacing were really well of like learning her gift getting like yeah. i also love that we got to know nictos pretty early mm-hmm. um 
in a much different context than like yes. the primal of death. Like we just yes. met him as a person. We got to see him just chuckling. Not at her. in his element. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I just yeah. Um, no, I, I agree with that because like when when we're with Poppy, comparing again, but like when we're with Poppy, we really only get like the castle, the garden, and then for a little while, like the uh ballroom. <laughs> yeah, well, like the the library. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. whenever she goes to other parts of town she has to sneak in the shadows and she's like going through alleyways and like hidden doors and all this shit but sarah just like goes out and she's like well that is the merchant district over there are the docks if you look ahead like she's like a tour where guide. these like, two guys are fucking on the deck like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we we get to hear specifically like about the covered flower covered walkway that leads to mm-hmm. this very rich neighborhood Mm-hmm. And the way that, like, that also leads out to eventually you'll reach the brothel, which is mm-hmm. in this part of town. Um, and then you have, and then you have, like, the other part of town where she has to go to go, like, kill Nor. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's a bit more dingy. The sense of, like, how the town is laid out, even mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because she speaks with so much, like, knowledge yes. and authority. Like, she's like, yep, this is the street that I go to to do this every day. Like, mm-hmm. it's very, very familiar. But she was also, well, she was given a lot more freedom than Poppy again. Like, yes. She, like, Poppy was, like, kept on a very tight leash. Yes. Which makes her a dependent narrator. Like, yeah. you know that what she's saying is actually real, whereas Poppy, like, half of the shit she told you is no longer true. Yeah. Like, halfway through the book. She believed it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was not, yeah. It, it, that in, which is a completely different, yeah, like narrative altogether. Um, but yeah, I can't wait this long. I know. Why? I know. Why I do they? Do I wasn't this able to verify, so I can't even tell you if it's actually <laughs> no. coming out. Then, I guess we'll just have to suffer. We'll just have to suffer. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> it was a big. Book. It was a big book. It was a lot. I feel better actually talking yeah. about it. Like, I feel like, okay, now I can move, like move it's, on. Yeah. Like when you were like, maybe we'll record this weekend. I'm like, I don't <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I was like, cause I'll, cause I won't be able to start another book until we talk about this. Oh yeah. No, that's fair. That's, fair. <laughs> that's how yeah, I, I need like you. the closure. <laughs> I told myself I was going to start our next book. I have read the first three sentences. Good job. Yep. That is as far <laughs> as I could get, because I was just so eager to talk about this one. Yeah, yeah. This is the same. first time that I finished it early, though, I think, with any of our books. Yeah. yeah. I just couldn't put it down, though. Yeah, so. no, me neither. I I have to get, like, 25% through, and then I can not put it down. Yeah. We didn't really talk about the blowjob scene. No, we didn't. Should we snip that in? Well, I just, I do want to give it, it's, like, it's time, just yes. briefly. In the sun. A lot of time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, get that vitamin D. So, <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. The one with Poppy was good. Like, yeah, I I haven't read a lot of blowjob scenes. Yeah, and I think it's because generally it's not a very attractive thing. Mm-hmm. Like when you're thinking about like the romanticism of sex, you know, mm-hmm. like the. The romanticiz- romanticization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Romanticization. Thank you. Of sex. 
it's not really one that like comes up but it was mm-hmm. delicious <laughs> for lack of a better word it was a very well done scene well in the past i know you've talked about i love how they slip in how big he is without being like he has a big dick yeah because there's a part where she was like i put what i could of him in and then the other part of her hand the rest yep. of the way like literally said that like oh yeah <laughs> she couldn't he was so like it was of a size that <laughs> yeah. did not allow for her to do much more than that yeah and then she gets fucked from behind a few scenes later mm-hmm. and it makes all my dreams come true mm-hmm Yep. God, I love that you went straight to that one too. That's a good. Like, I could not get that one out of my talking mind. Talking about when he's like kind of not biting her, but biting yeah. her. When like he's yes. sucking her from yes. behind. Yes, we're talking about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she, she, I read it says, last night. Nice. She even says something along the lines of like, "It was the most dominating, and like, or like mm-hmm. in the most dominating way." Like yes. She emphasizes his dominance in that situation. Yes. And he's, and how, man, he learned fast. Yes. I think that might be the point when she's like, he wasn't a virgin. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was very, I guess we don't really know, do we? Not really. Because he says, oh, I've never felt this before. But he says it right after talking about how tight she is. Yeah. Which maybe he's just been with very loose women. Well, it, I mean, just like, because she also said the same thing, like, so yeah. maybe, maybe there, maybe he was talking about like, oh, like this is really good sex, you know, which is possible. Yeah. yeah. Like we don't know what happened when he was like the only other time that I could assume that it possibly happened was when he was kidnapped. Yeah. Because of his, the way he talks about it. Yeah. So when he was held hostage in this case, I would also agree that he has not, that this is his first real time. But I do like that it's kind of implied that she has more experience generally. Mm-hmm. It would make sense too if he was forced into sexual situations, why he's so insistent on choice and like her yes. having to like aggressively give him consent. Yes. Like he, he actually like actively needs that kind of like punch in the face consent kind of stuff. Well, and then there's that also that scene where he's showing when they first get there and he's showing mm-hmm. her around. And he kind of like pins her against the wall. Yeah. And is like, I'm going to fuck you so hard that I won't know my name and you won't know yours. You like, don't need and to remind me. <laughs> like the like the promise of like something yeah. he's never done. Yeah. I guess I guess could happen, but it's yeah. very he's like, very confident a in his timid abilities. person doesn't do that. Yes. And so I like I like that it ta- it doesn't like he's not timid and he's not like um cocky. dominant cocky yeah, yeah like or like always dominant but like he could he can be dominant and also like rest- and restrain himself at the yeah. same time which i like it <laughs> makes the armatross very conscious of their power dynamic because he's a primal because like He's not just like a god. He is like above a god. Mm-hmm. 
in their interactions, kind of going back to this thing about like choice and control and that kind of obsession that he has, I'll, like I, I could think I could call it an obsession. There is as like readers then an element of just the fact that he is, he, he holds so much more power than her. Like he has to be doing that. Otherwise like those moments mm-hmm. during sex when he really takes power just would have felt gross. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I liked that he um, also went to the lake. Like, that's an act of, like, okay, like, I want... Because he knows that she's involved in this deal with him, Mm -hmm. like, he needed to establish that relationship before the deal. Yeah. I don't know that he ever even planned on... Not not just... through on it. Right, right the deal or yeah yeah because he definitely like after it happens after like, oh he was kind of forced situation. into it yeah oh, like yeah. he kind of talks about like I, i'm sorry but choice is no longer an option mm-hmm. um and so there was kind of this like this feeling that he didn't really want to but like in spite of himself he could just kept feeling drawn to her mm-hmm. yeah which we know is the ember Yes, we know is the ember, which I feel kind of again conflicted about because, not because of like, a like a sense of incest, but because it feels more romantic if there isn't an ember and he was just drawn to her because she's I know, I know, amazing. Yeah, and so it felt like that was kind of soiled. So maybe that'll get revoked or retracted somehow. Well, and I liked on. the the internal dialogue she was having towards the end where she was like, Oh, like, you know, he'll never love me. Right. He'll never, um, he just wants me because of this Ember. Yeah. So it it kind of does like point to that a little bit in terms of her own like insecurities around the relationship. Yeah. Because at first she thought, Oh, like, well, maybe he's, you know, he's, uh, falling for me or whatever. And then like this happens and now anything like he's just keeping her alive because of this yeah. like gift that she has literally any time that like he he extends her some kind of like grace she's like oh it's just because of the gift like there was literally a line he said that she was like that sounded like my mother yeah and i was like fuck yeah because yeah. we all know how how much of a peach she is yeah and like it always sucks when somebody says something and you're like oh god that sounded just like my like my father or my mother mm-hmm. and like you're like oh I've done it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then I do want to briefly, I know this is supposed to be ending thoughts, but like the moment when she finds out that the rot wouldn't have healed, mm-hmm. like the relief that she feels, but also like the confusion because what she's been taught, again, kind of like a poppy moment where it's like yeah. what she's been taught her entire life has yeah. not been true in a different way in that like it's not the entire society's makeup that's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a detail, yeah, just like a, a detail, just like something related to her. Cause it gets mixed up with the, like the immediate guilt that she feels for mm-hmm. what she had planned. I love the way that scene was written. Yeah. And then I think was, who was it that figured out, was it Nectus that f- figured out like, no, she's feeling guilty because she was going to kill the king. She was going to kill Nick though. Now I'm interested because um, I'm wondering if it was Ector. <gasps> oh, was it Ector? 
What a dick. I don't like him. I don't trust him. Well, we don't know that yet, so. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I mean, I stand by that judgment of him. He's earned it. Okay. Well, that's, well, that's, that's much later. Oh, I also forgot. It's after Nectus, because I just, I had highlighted this line. It's after Nectus um, said, I think I will call you one of my own. Mm-hmm. And so she feels like doubly oh. bad about that with him because she's like, he invited me into his family. Belle. Belle. I don't oh, okay. think she thought becoming your concert would save her people. They so found neither. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think she learned how to end a deal in favor of the summoner. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all that little issue. Damn. I mean, I stand by my hatred of Hector. Yes. But also, like, I do too. I think, I think there's something there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What it was, oh, I guess. Okay. So yeah, with that scene, like the way she just kind of like unravels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's I don't really remember well if she written. even describes it this way, but like you could feel her kind of just like, you know, when you break and all you can do is laugh. Mm-hmm. You're like, your brain's just like, we can't process this. We're just going to laugh for a little bit. Like that's, you could see her doing her kind of like her dumb, like looking into the distance, laughing, thinking like I was going to die for nothing. Yeah. And they still like, I would have killed the primal of death and the people still would have suffered. Yeah. In fact, like if she'd have tried to go, like have gone through, uh, through with it and they'd killed her, they would have killed exactly what's protecting everybody from the rot. Yeah. Because as we find out, it's the embers of life in her Mm -hmm. that have been protecting the mortal realm from Colas' bullshit. And he's the shadow. He is the shadow. In her ember. (laughs) I was literally laughing on my like way to work. Just like, my God. I I connected the dots. (laughs) That's what it means. Yep. I was like, I get it now. (laughs) It's. It's rather poetic. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly just sexual though. Yeah. Um, I think we. That's okay. Kind of, yep. That's. that's I feel all like I we exhausted it. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Exhaust. It was such it a was, good book. It was so good. Yeah. Cool. I'm very, ex- I'm, I am very excited for the next one. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> until next time. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. at my this is my my tea. i saw your little oh your little manatee yeah manatee i love manatees i love them i did like a project on them in school nice younger i think they're so cute they're really cute and they make really good tea infusers